Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. At Total Wine & More, we know what pairs perfectly with summer. Go ahead, test us. What goes best with a beach trip? This crisp rosé. A pool party? Try these craft beers. Oh, you're good. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine & More. Uh, hey, listener, how's it going? This is Dave. Uh, this obviously isn't normally how we start the show, but this was a different show entirely. Uh, for our 80th episode, we went, we hit up Whelan's and we had a packed house for our live special. We had overhead the Albatross, Dahi and Elaine May on the bill, all of whom were absolutely incredible. I want to start by thanking them. They were amazing. Like I think it's amazing that we would even have one of them on stage with us and letting us get in their way. And to have all three of them and do what they do and do it so well was unbelievable. And I want to thank every single person who came to the show. The, as I said, the place was packed. It was a full house. It was heaving. And it was amazing. And it was amazing to get to meet and talk to some of you afterwards. Uh, everyone was way too nice um, and really caught me off guard. And I was very uh, apologetic about how thankful I was. So it was really, really lovely to meet some of you. And it was really nice to see that the show is is growing and, and, and we have a great fan base. That's amazing. Uh, if you got a badge, by the way, we handed out badges at the start. Uh, our faithful producer, Alan, was throwing them in people's faces, I'm told. So if you got one of those, uh, I don't know, hit me up on Twitter and show it off or something. Uh, yeah, so look, this is the live episode. And I guess what we're going to do here is we're going to kind of give you a highlight reel of it. Like, so this will be a bit condensed. And we'll pick a couple of tracks from each of the acts and we'll kind of bleed them in. We may or may not release the entire thing at some point, but we just kind of figured like a three-hour episode might be a bit too much of a commitment, even for our most hardcore of fans. So I hope you enjoy it. I had an amazing night. I know the boys did. I haven't seen them yet today, but uh, I got a message at six in the morning from Craig saying that he was on his way home. So I guess he really is taking that student life very, very seriously. We're all really made up, honestly. It was an amazing night. We loved it. And uh, actually, yeah, we'll have, a, we'll, have, we'll have a bonus episode for you in just a couple of days because we're going to go to Hard Work and Cause Heroes Festival and hit that up and come back with a report. So, spoiling your rotten we are. Again, I'm going to say it one last time. Thank you so, so much. I really hope you enjoy this. If you were there, I hope you had a great time. We'll definitely do it again. Thank you so much. This is the live episode. How's it going? How are you? I've got a cold and I'm hungover, so 
I'm going to do my best. We'll see what happens. Right start. Well, jeez, Dave. Well, the point is, I've got assistants. I've got two glamorous assistants with me this evening. Very glamorous. On my left, hey, the pride of leaks of himself, <laughs> the sharpest suit in the podcast pack. Yes. It's Craig Fitzpatrick. Make an effort. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. He knows. Leaks will represent. <sighs> to my right, he is the reigning, defending timekeeper of No Encore. He is the proud son of both Cork and Norway somehow. Cullum O'Regan. Yes. And I am Dave Hanrady. I thank you for coming out this evening. Very, very happy to see all of you here. It's good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're a podcast. I never said that at the last show, and I got in a lot of trouble for it. So, <laughs> it's, a, it's a show. We do a show every week. What's a podcast, Colin? Can you explain? A, a podcast is basically what happens in between Squarespace ads. Okay. Uh, we we don't have any of those. No, we don't. I think we're the only podcast that hasn't been taken up by Squarespace at this stage. But if you're listening... If Squarespace people are here, yeah, that yeah. would be great. Yeah, talk because to us I, I don't think it really exists anymore. I think it's mainly now just a podcast sponsorship company with a sideline in website building. That doesn't make sense. It wouldn't make any money. Anyway, it's basically... <laughs> this is a radio show that's going to be distributed online. We are actually recording tonight, so you know, do try to keep the riffraff down a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, leave the uh, pro- profoundly laden outburst to us, please. If yeah. you, don't want. You, you are allowed to get excited later on, though, especially when we introduce <laughs> our acts. Um, yeah. Phenomenal There's set times when you can get excited. <laughs> Just remember that, okay? <laughs> we, we'll have signs to kind of keep it calm. Um, yeah. We have Elaine May. <laughs> we have Dahi. <laughs> and to close the show, the incredible Overhead the Albatross. It was a nice ascension of cheers there. Everyone, everyone got a little bit. That was good. Um, but no, I'm, I'm very happy to see all of you here tonight because when we were go- we've done the show before. We did one back in March and it went really, really well. So we were like, oh, we'll do a second one. But I had one request. I had one condition. Yeah. My one condition was, I want to go up against James Murphy. I want to go up against, you know, <laughs> beloved New York punk disco band LCD Sound System. The big because, dog. No, I'll tell you why. Because, I mean, like, that is the most fucking cynical comeback that there has ever been. Like, okay. they were done. They were done. We all knew they were done. Yeah. They went out on an all right high note. Then they came back with this dreadful new record to, like, you know, go out and tour and sell it, you know, the Olympia three nights in a row. It's, it's disgusting. That's the word I'm going to use. It's shameless and it's disgusting. Dave, where were you last night? <laughs> well, um... <laughs> I was at a LCD sound system last night. It was uh, brought props. Yeah, there, there, there's my ticket. It was right. good. Um, I it, enjoyed. It the was show. good. <laughs> it was very good. Okay, look. Uh, the truth is, it was actually amazing. The for two hours. It was great. <laughs> it was a fantastic show. So, but stay here. Don't go across because it's sold out. You won't get in. But before the show, um, I actually have to thank Dahi for giving me his plus one. That was very nice of him. <laughs> but it meant that I was on my own for an hour because he was gigging across town. Yeah. So we went out for a pint beforehand. You know, kind of settle the nerves. And Settle the nerves. You weren't playing. <laughs> Listen, it, it, it's a communal experience. Like, did you read and that? When, you, when you're going out for a night with Dahi, you want to settle it's your true, nerves. Yeah, you yeah. know, he's a handsome boy. The last know. two times I've been out with Dahi, he's been recognised both times, and we kind of have the same name slightly. So I got really excited and thought it was me, but it wasn't. Yeah, he's slightly a, more patriotic with his he's name. He's a global superstar. Yeah. But no, so we were out, right? And he bailed, and I had a full bottle of beer. So I was like, okay, I'll finish this. Why not? <laughs> so some bloke comes over to me and starts talking, and he was like. Uh, Hey man, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a freelancer, broadcast. I said broadcaster. I'm an asshole. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Did you give him a card at this point? No, no, I didn't. But uh, I gave him, I gave him my email address because he kept being like, you know, he's like, I put people together. I'm a recruiter, and he kept talking to me and being like, you know, tell me like, you know, how long are you in Dublin? What do you do? And it got very strange. He was very aggressive. Are you in Scientology now? I don't think so. Okay. But at one point, like he was like, he said he works for some company uh, that basically gets people jobs. And he put out his hand like this. I wouldn't shake his hand. He put out his hand for like a fist bump. 
and he kept holding oh, you it You get there. cool jobs. No, but he kept holding it there like this for a long, long time, and I realized... Were you I'm, also fist bumping? No, no, but I realized I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to actually oh, fist you. bump him. <laughs> so I did it. I was like, okay, fine. And I fist bumped him, and he went, yeah, man, that's networking. <laughs> Can I just say, it isn't. It's, it, it really fucking isn't. And Well, so, he's being talked about in Whelan's now, so yeah, yeah, I'm work. not going to name him, but uh, he told me to get on LinkedIn, and he's going to get me a cool job. <laughs> So in the navy, I'm not. I'm not going to email him. I gave him my email, and he emailed himself instead of emailing me. So that's a bad start. So now it's done. But then I went to the gig, and the gig was a lot of fun. It was great. So, okay. Yeah. Go that's see the LCD sound system next time. Or tomorrow, even if you can. Yeah, tomorrow. Why yeah. yeah. Don't leave. Well, you know, what did you do last night, Colin? Seeing as I was suffering from my art across town, I just drank two bottles of champagne and got ready for tonight, mate. It's a lot of champagne, man. I don't know. Well, look. I mean, Craig. What do you do? I prepared for the podcast and I listened to Marlon Manson's new album. Yeah? Nice. All right. What do you think? Uh, it sounds a bit like this. Still got it. Still got it, yeah. What do yeah. you think? It's good? Yeah, there's very few piano ballads. Um, it's almost <laughs> oh. no kind of mandolin. or He didn't go the ukulele route like Eddie Vedder, so that's, that's good. Okay. Well, he did have an interesting interview with your boy, Alexis Petretis from The Guardian. Yeah, this must have been weird for you too, because like, your boy, Marilyn Manson, started flicking your boy, Alexis Petretis's testicles. I feel like this whole your boy thing is getting out of hand. I think I said like about three years ago that I enjoyed one article written by Alexis Petritus. I thought and you were like, just like to, it's your guy. It's I you were trying to stall your whole career on him. You know? Oh, of course. So, yeah, so the ultimate aim is to get flicked in the nuts by Marlon Manson. <laughs> Not there yet. Yeah, well, maybe Dahi will do it later. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. But Colin, you were saying that that's actually kind of like par for the course where Manson's from. Is that right? Well, I mean, like... He wrote it in a way that suggested that, like, not only had he never been sack-tapped before... Sorry? Sack-tapping. Again? Do you want me to show no, you? No, I don't. It's an audio medium. I mean, basically, if, you, if you've gone to school, then you should be familiar <laughs> with this. But Alexis Petretis... I think you need to talk to the police. Uh, no, Alexis, <laughs> Alexis Petretis went to this, like, Dr. Connorston's 14 grand a year grammar school in the UK, where presumably they don't sack-tap each other. So he was really put out by this. Mind yeah. you, it didn't help that later on Marilyn Manson uh, offered him to wrestle. Yes. Um, threatened to pull down his pants and hit him with a beer bottle over the nuts. He introduced him uh, by pulling out a fake gun and pointing it at his yeah. head. Yeah. I think he also said, he, t- he said, like, my girlfriend can get naked for you now because uh, The Guardian's an important periodical or something like that. Yeah. Basically, it's foremost periodical. <laughs> yeah. But it's just Manson doing that thing where, like, he's actually a former music journalist, isn't he? I think so. So he is actually really good at, like, I'm going to make this memorable so you have something to write about. So he was also sure. shit faced, though. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah. Two bottles of champagne, was it, friends? <laughs> uh, you might have noticed that uh, we're doing this kind of like standing in front of the microphone thing, which uh, I, I think I prefer it because when we did the stools last time, I, just, I thought we were going to break it into a boys to men song at any moment. This is like the next phase when it's the key change and we've stood up. And yeah, we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, I feel like if I was, yeah, if I was in boys to men, I'd, I'd want to be the guy who he can't handle the emotion of it all. Like, you know, but <laughs> we'll I can't get there sing. later. That's I can't it. sing. So I want to be the guy who just sings the bass lines. 
Maybe we should leave it to people who can actually play music live because we can't. It's not a bad idea. Possibly. Okay. okay. We do that right now then? Please. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, someone that doesn't need any of Marla Manson's shock tactics. Um, <laughs> get ahead in the music industry. It's someone that's been on No Encore before talking about um, many things, but also primarily her amazing new EP, The Colour of the Night. Um, she's a unique, brilliant voice and also a supremely talented producer. It's Elaine May. Please give it up. Elaine May's set was full of vibrant life. It was a pleasure to watch her from the side of the stage do her thing. She's an amazing performer, and this was an amazing set. This is how it finished.
Intuition isn't what we needed You who don't ever have to feel defeated Separation isn't what we needed You who don't ever have to feel defeated Separation isn't what we needed You who don't ever have to feel defeated Separation isn't what we needed you who don't ever have to feel defeated Separation is a word we need Thank you.
And we're back. Um, give it up again for Elaine May. That was incredible. Uh, um, we're now going to do music news after that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost nine o'clock, so it's time for some news. I'm actually a bit shaken. I just saw a poster out there for a John Spillane gig, and it reminded me of the time that he gave a fuck to me for a really bad review that somebody else had given him. And I was like, I don't even know who the dude did that, man. So, this is Chris um, you, you think seeing a John Spillane poster is kind of disturbing? Dahi's just standing over the other side of the stage. Jesus right Christ, now. judging hey, It's Dahi! <laughs> Yay, give it up for Dahi. Try to ignore him for about 20 minutes if you can. Yeah. You work away there, man. It's grand. We'll just do our thing. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. you sure? Like, it's, we're not in your way, no? Okay. So, yeah, so news. Um, there was very sad news that started this week. Yeah. Uh, Wild Beasts, the wonderful, witty, and uh, lust fueled band from North England have called it a day. It's very, very upsetting. And uh, I'm going to look like I'm doing like a weird rally thing now because I've got paper in my hands. So that's how <laughs> it looks. So they said, our hearts and minds have been devoted to the band since we were teenagers. We've created something quite of our own and built a body of work which we uh, stand by as heartfelt and true. The four of us have decided for our own reasons in our own ways there's now time to leave this orbit where caretakers something precious and don't want to have it diminish as we move forward in our lives. Craig, you're a huge Wild Beast fan. Can I just say, like, if people were walking in midway through, they're like, are we breaking up the podcast? <laughs> That's like a very pretentious statement. Well, no, in fact, if people are walking in here, they're like, why are there blokes just standing on stage talking? If you've arrived late, this is a live podcast recording. Episode 80 of No Encore. Yeah, we're essentially like kind of MTV VJs at the moment. <laughs> a little bit. We're like three Carson Dailies in trouble or something. That's so, true. Uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, this is a podcast comes out every Friday on iTunes and Spotify. It's free, so uh, subscribe. Yeah. Y'all got phones and things, so, yeah. you know. But yeah, no, very sad news. I mean, I'm a massive Wild Beast fan. Had the pleasure of interviewing Hayden Torp from the band before, and just a lovely guy. It was one of actually, I was going to say the rare occasions, but frequent occasions where I was like, I'm sorry for not being professional, but I have to tell you how much I love your music, man. <laughs> Like very tearful, and he was Fan like, "It's moment. okay, Craig, yeah. you idiot." Well, yeah. they're playing farewell gig next year. We're all we've already got guest lists because that's the kind of dickheads we are. So, <laughs> see you there. They have a, they, they've also released some new music, which we'll get to later in the show. Yes, but yeah. for now, Cullum, important, yes, very important news. Very important news. Very important news. Gary Newman has opened up the doors of his <laughs> LA mansion and insisted that he has a normal life. Despite a twenty-foot bronze dragon out the front. Yeah, but who has he opened up his doors to? To Hello Magazine, Dave. Most glamorous publication. Who, who else? Gary Newman's done a Hello Magazine spread in his gaff. It's so yeah. bizarre. It's, uh, it's 2017. Yeah, it's, it's very odd. Yeah. He talks in the interview about, like, you know, he's obviously decades into his career, but he's not going anywhere, and he still wants number one albums, and, like, to sell a lot of records, he's doing a Hello spread. Yeah, <laughs> gotta keep up with the times, man. It's all trends. I love some of the kind of quotes from it. Also, I love the kind of way it's written um, because it's almost like he's just some, like, I don't know, um, painter decorators. Gary, 59, said, <laughs> We love being at home. I work when the kids are at school, not when they're at home or at weekends, because good dad. Um, was he ever considered a shock rocker? Like, was he like. He, well, I mean, Trent Reznor and Marilyn Manson always cite him, don't huge they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says, We're always doing things together. Okay, we have a big house that looks like a castle. We have a swimming pool and a 20-foot bronze dragon in the front garden. So we have some of the trappings, but life is very normal. Yeah. He had a Kerrang-inspired comeback in, like, 2002, did a cover of Cars. Yeah. I'm old, essentially, is uh, the <laughs> crux of that one. But, yeah, the thing, more power to him, mate. Eh? The yeah. other thing that I like about this, though, is that, like, you know, he's saying, oh, yeah, we have a normal life. Think about his kids. Like, not only do they have a bronze dragon out the front, you mean stuff, but every day... Raven, Persia, and Echo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
who are obviously the height of normality to begin with. Yeah. And then when they come down for breakfast in the morning, electro-pioneer Gary Newman is sitting at the table, dressed <laughs> like one of the ironborn. Presumably you- taking a break between recording a, a, a concept album about like the post-apocalyptic global warming ravaged world. <laughs> you, Normal life, guys. Do you rec- recommend the rest of the family is like calling Echo? They're like Echo, go, go, go. Taught it on the spot. This is also Craig's last episode. Craig will no longer be appearing on the podcast. So I want you all to give him a really good send off because uh, yeah. he's giving you his best. <laughs> Knocking it out of the park. Yeah, the microphone is yours, buddy. Uh, well, what more can I say about it? I mean. He seems to have a lovely wife who was a fan of his, which is weird. Yeah, his, his wife was the head of his fan club. Oh, she was the head of the yeah, fan club? Yeah, somewhere in England before they met, yeah. That's dodgy, isn't it? A little bit. That's very fucking dodgy. Yeah. Jesus. Well, I suppose it's not, not just what groupies were all the time. Let's move on to the next news story. Let's, yeah. <laughs> and uh, sp- speaking of groupies and, and you know, uh, the, the, the regular trappings of rock and roll lifestyle, really, uh, Newbridge Silverware have lost <laughs> the fucking plot, okay? There is right now a Legends of Rock exhibition going on down there. Uh, rock icons, I think it is, uh, including much uh, display uh, on the part of Kurt Cobain in Newbridge Silverware. Now, it should be noted at this point that Kurt Cobain was cremated when he committed suicide, and it's a pity because the line rolling in his grave has never, ever been more apt. Yeah, I mean... He probably... Can I ask you to say Legends of Rock again? Because that was very Radio Nova. Legends of Rock! <laughs> Christ, you're wasted on this well, show. Really is golden voice. Uh, I have so many questions. Uh, my first one is, why? Uh, that I just don't fucking know. I mean, technically, it's because there's an auction happening at the end of next month in L.A., and so they're showing the items off around the world. And, okay. you know, you kind of go L.A., Paris, London, Newbridge. But some of the stuff is like... <laughs> yeah, 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 it checks out. Yeah, sure. Like they have the Moon Man statue from when they won an MTV award, yeah, and they have the, cheer- they have the cheerleader, cheerleader outfit. Yeah. For, for rolling, yeah, is that not been replaced by the Video Vanguard Award, which no one knows what it fucking means? Like. I think that's just what they gave. Is that what they gave to Michael Jackson when he thought he was winning the most important? Yeah, 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 he yeah, thought yeah. he was winning Artist of the Millennium. Yeah, Britney Spears was just standing to the right of him, going, "No, that's not what you're winning. What? Yeah. <laughs> Give him a break, mate. He's dead." Yeah, sorry, sorry, <laughs> Michael. The exhibition also includes um, one of Michael Jackson's gloves. Just one. A, a, a shirt that Prince once wore. Okay. Cool enough. Okay, Not a lot of fabric there. And uh, a Rod Stewart. He's also dead. What a horrible person. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, be careful, because there is one live person who okay. has an item in the exhibition. Well, in the exhibition? Like- <laughs> yeah. It's a Rod Stewart-owned garment bag. Okay. What? Sign me up. A Rod Stewart garment bag sounds like someone, something that someone has pitched in a merchandising meeting and is instantly fired. <laughs> Not Newbridge, baby. <laughs> uh, this story is kind of melting my mind. Shall we go on to another one? Yeah, if, yeah, you, if you're interested, by the way, it's on now and it runs for a month. <laughs> you don't work for them. Yeah, what is this? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> We've given up on Squarespace, so now it's Newbridge Silver, apparently. Fuck, like, they're not a sponsor of the podcast, but Listen, again, a few Silver, knives and forks listening. wouldn't go amiss in the office. That's all I'm saying, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Where can you take us from there? Come on, come on. Okay, and where will I take you, Dave? Keep it grounded, would you? I will take you to the edge of the earth. (laughs) Literally. A couple of months ago on the podcast, we talked about uh, B.O.B. You might remember him. He did airplanes and that. Yeah. He was a feature on a Jesse J song. (laughs) Claim to fame for anyone. Feather in his cap. But he basically believes that the earth is flat. He came out and said this in January, and he's been fighting his corner 
ever since, basically. And now he's started a GoFundMe campaign to try to take things a little bit further. He's actually released a video to promote it. Sounds like this. What's up, y'all? It's Flat Earth Bob here. I'm starting this GoFundMe because I would like to send one, if not multiple, satellites as far into space as I can, or into orbit as I can, to find the curve. I'm, I really, I'm looking for the curve. So yeah, he's titled the mission to show Bob the curve. Max. I mean, we're all looking for the curve, really. Yeah, I mean, like, like some, of us, some of us will search until, life. Our, uh, until yeah. our dying day. But like, he's not here. He doesn't have a right to reply. This isn't really, it's not <laughs> fair, man. I, I, I'm not sure really what defense he'd or be mounting, he's, no, he's were not. he? I mean, hold on, Flat Earth is now kind of ex- accepted as, you know, generally accepted science, right? Isn't it? We're all on board with the Flat Earth, yeah. One of the Jenners, I think, is all about it. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think I so. Know. Like, highly? I don't know. I like right. the fact that he's actually, Kendall? you know, trying to do something about it. Like, he's, he's, he wants a satellite. He's if the first satellite doesn't work, there will be more satellites, oh, well, no, hopefully. He, he's clarified that now, actually, because he adjusted his goal from 200 grand to a million because he needs multiple satellites yeah. Um, yeah. At, at, at time of the last time I was able to check he had reached 3,197 dollars and all you guys paid for that in <laughs> tonight's show <laughs> so thank you very very yeah. much I mean this is just proof though that like if you give Twitter and internet access to enough people some of them are bound to prove themselves to be morons right yeah that's at Cullum O'Regan 1, <laughs> I believe. Not to be confused with the comedian Cullum O'Regan. Does that happen very often, by the way? Very often, yeah. Didn't you once review his book or something? Yeah. I, I, I slated it as well. I said there's only room for one Cullum O'Regan Weren't you once world. booked on a radio show where you're supposed to... What was it you were... That happened as well, yeah. I was meant to go on uh, LMFM, which okay. would be dangerous. Oh, man, yeah, I was fired. I was fired from LMFM on... <laughs> on no, wait for it, wait for it. Oh, yeah, uh, shouts to LMFM yeah, for wh- firing me when I was 15 <laughs> on... Uh, <laughs> Oh, no, 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 wait, it gets better. Transition year work experience. And, mate, I was fucking stitched up. I actually oh, really? didn't. They, they buried me, mate. They fucking buried me. Well, look at me now, guys. Look at me now, LMFM. <laughs> Loud Mead Radio. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Anyway, yeah, I, I only realized that they had confused me when they were like, you know, okay, you're just about to go on air. Um, just, you know, talk about your book and tell a few jokes. Yeah. No? Which, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you quickly had to write a book. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, it was hilarious. So that material was taken care of. Couldn't put it down. Yeah, it's so good. But this flattered Bob thing got me thinking about uh, other celebrities. We've talked about my love of celebrity conspiracy theories, of course, right? That Avril Lavigne is dead, that Eminem is aging backwards, blah, blah, blah. It turns out that musicians themselves believe in an awful lot of ridiculous conspiracy theories. And so I have put together a top ten. Woo! Nice. <laughs> oh, top ten. At number ten is the fact that you, me at six, don't fancy the moon landing. Now, I've got to say, that's not an original sort of theory. Yeah. I just quite fancy the idea of mentioning you, me at six on a podcast that they will clearly never be talked on again. Yeah. Oh, you wait and see, man. My CD collection wasn't great. So. <laughs> we know. Yeah, okay. Were you a fan back in the day? No. Uh, genuinely, I, I, you can't put you, me and six on me, but you can put a lot of other terrible bands. <laughs> not them. All right, okay. 
At number nine, David Bowie believed that witches were trying to have him impregnate them on, on Valpurgis night, which is like the witch's Sabbath, apparently. He was off his mind on cocaine. <laughs> this was when he recorded an entire album, which he can't remember, or couldn't remember fucking recording. Yeah, Station, 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 Station wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. He, he yeah. just can't rec- remember recording. That's why it's so low on this list, because I, he was so yeah. high. I love the title track has that line where he's like, um, it's not the side effects of the cocaine. I'm thinking that it must be love. It's like, no, David, it's all of the cocaine. These are exactly the side effects of cocaine that you're experiencing right now. Yeah, at number eight, Demi Lovato uh, went on Late Night with Seth Meyers and said, and honestly and earnestly said, that uh, mermaids are an alien species that live in parts of the Indian Ocean that we haven't explored yet. It is pretty deep. <laughs> All I'm going to say is that... The, the, idea, the idea, the thought, or <laughs> yeah, the ocean. Well, of course. I mean, cool yeah. for the summer is a fucking jam, okay? So you can, <laughs> she can say what she wants. That's a tune. We'll be talking about Demi later in the show, actually. Um, at number seven, MIA thinks that CIA invented Facebook. Is that just for the sake of rhyme, though? I'm convinced that you made that one up, just to have a witty as Because <laughs> I'm going to break into a freestyle. Please don't. She believes that it was, they invented Facebook and Twitter. I mean, it is a good surveillance thing. Uh, I'm really outing myself someone into that this? buys into all of these theories, quite oh, clearly. Yeah. We've got Dave Mustang. I'm on a lot of cocaine, I will say that. <laughs> yeah. Dave Mustaine uh, bonded with Alex Jones, that yeah. famous conspiracy theorist in the Love States, uh, with the idea that uh, there's a new world order. Again, this is not highly original. It's Dave Mustaine's idea of how he's going to counter it. Because he was asked, you know, what will you do when this overpowering global force rises? Move to Canada. Yeah, that'll do it. Have you seen Some Kind of Monster, by the way? Yes, of course. Dave Mustaine steals that film. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, the plight of the man. He walks down the street and people go, like, Metallica. And that's his biggest problem. He's just like, he's like these fucking trash people. And I'm like, dude, you're a fucking joke. Yeah. I mean, Canada isn't where you'd go. Like, there's no way Justin Trudeau isn't like a shape-shifting reptilian. <laughs> anyone is. Oh, you're no longer on the Justin Trudeau bandwagon, are you? I don't know. Did his socks get too wacky for you? A bit too much, Yeah. yeah. He was your boy for a whole month. He was, yeah. I kind of swept up in the yoga poses. I don't then know. Alexis Petrenas came back summer. up to It talk. was a crazy summer. Number five, obviously, we've got to give a hometown shout here, or at least a homeland shout. Jim Corr. Woo! Yeah. I'm not applauding. <laughs> <laughs> it felt right. Yeah. James Corr. I mean, yeah. he's obviously 9-11 truther. Uh, I believe swine flu was man-made. That was one of my favorites. Okay. Yep. 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 Number four, uh, the game believed in the Mayan apocalypse in 2012, which takes on added resonance when you realise that he'd finished his Interscope record contract the week before. Uh, yeah. Smart. It's good marketing. I like it. It's good. Unfortunately, his career plummeted afterwards then. But... Yeah, he's a horrible human being. So who's next? Uh, number three, Tom DeLong. And I really don't need to explain why, right? We discussed Friend about our show. first live show. We've discussed Someone just either slammed the glass down or dropped it. So I, I think someone's really upset. Is that Tom DeLong? <laughs> someone's very upset. You can't handle the truth. Um. Uh, number two, uh, Jaden Smith. We talked about him not so long ago, in fact. Um, he believes the school is there to brainwash the youth. He seems to doubt the existence of time and yeah. reality. I'm not actually sure what he does believe in. Not Again, I'm totally buying into everything he says. <laughs> All right, we'll see if this will get you then. The number one on the list is Jonathan Davis, lead singer of Korn. Oh, them. They were in my CD collection. Yeah, yeah All five, of course five they yeah, were. Yeah. Big Korn fan back in the day. Let me tell you. Uh, not, not since I heard them in the intro of Top 30 Hits have I listened to Korn. Miss it, miss it every day. Yeah, they, they used Freak Unleashed for Top 30 Hits. Okay, yeah. I missed all of that. Back in the day. But he went on Alex Jones' show. It's always that guy. And said, genuinely, that Barack Obama was using Miley Cyrus as a distraction technique. 
to be fair, okay, she fucking put the work in. Like, I mean, <laughs> can't take it away from her. Like, it's a good game. Yeah. Hard-twerking right. girl, like, yeah. Thanks for your top ten, Colin. Yes. That was a lot of fun. Sounds like Very good. Very good. Uh, I guess that's about it for news, is it? No, it's not quite it. Attention, everyone. One, one. Shut up. Craig on Kanye. Uh. It's been a while. It's been a while. And it um, never so gets, still never gets weird that I'll get to do the voiceover. <laughs> Stop revealing our secrets. I remember the, the first time I heard that and I was like, Colm, you spent an entire weekend on this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the big Kanye news is um, last weekend he was out and about and he was photographed smiling. Yay! Yes. But the internet ruined it, didn't they? That's what the internet does, Greg. Um, yeah, so he's obviously had his problems, um, but he looks happy. He's out with his family. He's put on a few pounds, and he's been fat-shamed, essentially. He looks great, yeah. yeah. Um, horrible fucking social media radio station thing. Spin 1038. Yeah. Um, probably be really funny if they took the piss out of him. And uh, friend of the show, Fanula Jones, yes. put the smack down on Spin. <laughs> and we enjoyed that, Fanula, if yeah. you're in the room. And, uh, yeah, all I have to say is fuck Spin 1038. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Do better. I mean, in the broader scheme of things, yeah, it does seem like Kanye's doing all right. And I mean, like, this is surely going to be water off a duck's back, right? I mean, the amount of abuse that that guy's got in the past, like for being an Uncle Tom, for going to Trump Tower, or, yeah, you know, for I just being so. a generally horrible human being. This few LBs, that's not Kanye right. Kanye will be fine. He's patron agent of the show. It's this all is, good. Uh, can I say, this is quite the introduction for Dahi that you have going right now. <laughs> like, the, the baddest man on the planet. Uh, we should probably Dahi, actually yeah. get Dahi involved, shall we? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it is time for our next act. He is not only one of Ireland's best musicians and best live performers, but he is our tip to knock Dave Grohl off the top of the nicest man in music charts. Um, last week he was playing for Culture Night with the RTE Symphony Orchestra, so if we arrive out playing clarinets, it's just to make him feel comfortable. Put your hands together, please, for Dahi. Yeah, Dahi has become a friend of the show, which is great, and it's amazing when you see him on stage and just see, like, actually, like, in his full kind of pomp and circumstance, he's an amazing showman and beloved, and uh, I, anytime I go out with him, by the way, he just gets recognised, and I, I feel, it makes me feel really inadequate, because we kind of have the same name slightly, and I feel like we're kind of like the same person, but not really. Anyway, here is one of his tracks from his incredible set. Hope you enjoy it.
Dahi closed out his set with, uh, I guess, the song that has kind of made him a household name across the country and perhaps even across the globe. Uh, his dedication to his great-grandmother. She's not his great-grandmother. She's a great lady who happens to be his grandmother. This is Mary Keane's introduction. It's every bit as charming as the man himself. boyfriends, you know, and uh, you'd have them maybe for uh, just going to dances with them, and there'd be no more about it. But sure, didn't we think we were got under the helicopter always? <laughs> I think we were nearly 15 years before we knew where we were got. <laughs> there was an awful lot of uh, people on the road, they used to call it here. How many people slipped in our mountain up here every night? All of them. All around our valley slipped up the side of the mountain. <laughs> there was about ten young fellas are around that the mountain there above. They have their beds under the, you know, under the mountain. <laughs> I didn't ever expect to get someone only somewhere I fell in love with. And my father had come, and my uncle had come, and he'd say, Mary, this man over in Karen has a big farm of land. You'll, you'll have to go over and meet. So no, I didn't. I met my future husband down to Penora, and I fell in love with him.
was really good. <laughs> huh? One more time for Dahi, please. Thank you very much. Cheers. Okay. Uh, you didn't think we'd leave without saying goodbye, did you? So we've one more segment to go. It's uh, the songs of the week, yes. in which we listen to songs that came out this week and then critique them. And uh, you might as well fucking just stay there. So. I might as well, sure, I'm here now. Do you want to, like... Yeah, hang out. Yeah, Critiques yeah. I, I listen music. to music just like the normal person. You what know? Do you show, show us how it's done, Dahi. Sorry? Show us how it's done. Show us how it's done. Yeah. What, what do you tell them to do? I want to show oh, I, do, do you want me to do the thing that I do every time that I'm on your podcast? Yeah. Right? Oh, yes. Okay. Hey, okay. this is uh, Disco Dave Hanrady, and uh, <laughs> I'm a great presenter. I'm unreal. <laughs> Yeah, nailed it. Dave Hunter. Yeah, nailed There's a song in that, man. And this is The Encore or something. I'll get the name wrong every single time as well. So. Okay, uh, one more time for <laughs> everyone who's here. We are a podcast. Episodes every Friday, iTunes, Spotify, etc. And now, Songs of the Week. Yes. What's up first? We mentioned them earlier. Wild Beasts, unfortunately, calling it a day. Not leaving us empty-handed, though. There's a Dublin date for a start next February. And also a new EP that's dropped. The title track from that is Punk, Drunk and Trembling. Sounds like this. So yeah, three-track EP on the way. Two of them have already been released in sort of deluxe editions of the record already, sure. but that one brand new. Is it a good note for the band to leave it on? I kind of... W- yeah, I mean, yeah, I think so. I wish it wasn't this good because it makes it harder now they're breaking up. It's brilliant, yeah. And I think it'll like appeal to... I mean, the last record, uh, Boy King, was uh, great fun. I loved it, but a lot of people were like, oh, they're moving away from their roots or whatever. This is back to the sound of Two Dancers, Smother, which is like, you know, two classic albums. Yeah, it's brilliant, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. They never kind of did the numbers for whatever reason. They're just kind of like a very niche band. I guess they never really wrote for radio. They didn't really do lead singles. But nonetheless, they're a spectacular band. I'm sad to miss them. Dahi Odroni. <laughs> what <laughs> do you think? You. They're so good. Like, that, that voice is so distinctive. Like, I, that's yeah, one of my yeah, favorite yeah. things ever. I saw them in the Roshi like three or four years ago in Galway. The Roshi Dove in Galway. And it was unbelievable. It was like so, so good. They're just an incredible band. It's really, really sad to see them go. This song is pretty good. I wasn't blown away by it, but I thought oh, it was good. Oh, okay, go on. <laughs> Give them both barrels then. Why not? <laughs> I like, I don't know. It was a bit... I don't know. I really like the bandiness of Wild Beast when they were like a really, really band. They've gone a bit too dancey sure. at yeah. certain points. So, yeah. Perhaps so. And I mean, like, that's the thing with Boy King because they said that was very much like a culmination album. That's yeah. what they've been building to for ages. Yeah. I don't want to sound like a soccer commentator saying, like, you know, he's hit it too well there. But, like, <laughs> you know, is there something in the fact that because they made that record, they can now walk away? I don't know, because it was a weird, like, I thought it was a bit of a detour for them. And they, they kind of talked themselves about how they started off not wanting to be, like, lads indie band. And, um, you know, they talked about, like, not wanting to have that machismo, machismo, whatever. Um, but they kind of got swept up in it, and they were quite open about it. Yeah, we like, you know, sex and stuff, and we'll talk about that. And they became almost like a weird meta parody of But this bands, is it. Know? I mean, Hayden Thorpe last summer, when the album was released, was quoted as saying, like, we became the band we didn't want to be. Yeah. Or, like, the band that we actually objected to in the first place. So, you know... 
Maybe you just kind of ran away from them a little bit. <laughs> they were always great. I mean, yeah, I'm upset. It's okay. <laughs> well, well, let's move on then. Yeah, one band that are sticking around are Dublin's own All Twins. They released a song called Anything. And it sounds like this. That's all twins. Uh, very much sticking to the script there. Dahi, are these guys close friends of yours? Are we like, like, should we be careful <laughs> with what we say? I wouldn't say, I'm sure every single person in the music industry in Ireland is close friends. Right? Yeah, that's, yeah, like a yeah. thing. that's a thing. The, th- the thing I will say, like, I really like this track, but it's funny. When I first saw all twins, it's very much, you can hear a lot of, with the first record, you could hear a bit of Adabishi and you could hear a lot of Cassateers in it. Sure. This song doesn't have any of Adabishi or Cassateers in it. So it's really interesting to see them move from kind of, uh, uh, like a like a, a collaboration of kind of two bands technically and become like this totally separate thing, you know. So yeah. I mean, th- they'd kind of said quite unashamedly from the start that they were going to kind of go down that pop route. Yeah. And I mean, to an extent, they did it on the record. This is very much just all the way there. I mean, like, and it's most notable when you think of the fact that Lar K like generally recognised as one of the best and certainly one of the most inventive guitarists that Ireland has produced in years. Yeah. Is pretty, like, there's pretty much no guitar here. Well, yeah, they've talked before about how they were writing these songs that so were like mashups of both bands and there were like these massive rock songs with lots of guitarists and they're like, they're really, really boring. Um, we love pop music so we should make this kind of stuff. And that's great, but like, uh, I'm kind of at a point where they had this great idea to make you know, cool pop music, but everyone else has had the same idea at the moment. Yeah, like, it's can I just say, I love how the crowd just right as you started criticising them. <laughs> <laughs> What's he saying? What What's he saying about all twins? Well, I'll take the bat and I'll run with it, buddy. Uh, this ain't good, and it's just very generic. And I just kind of feel like, you know... Journalist Dave Hannity. But they have shown... like they've Dahi is leaving the stage. They've shown in the past that they have so much more to offer, and I just kind of feel like with this, it's just going through the motions. Like, it feels like it was written to be played over an ad for a festival. So that will probably definitely Do you not happen. like the kind of funky disco whale s- sounds that are playing through? That's, I you know, don't, no. It reminds me of other songs. The kind of whale better. version of the millennial whoop that goes on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very technical with my... Dahi knows what I'm talking about. I, know, yeah, you know, I got yeah. you, man. I got you, man. <laughs> you got this, Dahi. Our next one is a new song, kind of. It's never been heard before until this week. It's from Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's, and it's called Shake It. Now to a place we've never been To a place we've never been, yeah Out of sight Well, shake it Shake, shake Yeah, shake it Shake, shake Yeah, so it basically going to be a deluxe edition of Fever to Tell, which for me is an incredible record. Uh, yeah, you're, so, you're fan- so good. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. Got me I'm, through boarding school. That gets away. That's giving me oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, like, to, I'll be perfectly honest and say that, like, the drop of, like, Is This It was a little bit too early for me, and I certainly wasn't aware of the hype that surrounded it before. Okay. Fever to Tell, on the other hand, on the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, I do remember that, and I do remember the build-up before the record. And then I remember just being like, shit, 
they, they, they pulled it off. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was the summer of 2003. <laughs> Here we go. And, and, <laughs> and Dahi was in boarding school. So tell us about oh, that, no. please. Oh, no. Uh, Do you know about like the nut flicking that Colm was talking about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Topic. Thank yeah. you, Dahi. Yes. There's a lot of like, Canterbury pants with their hands down into the crotch and... Uh, <laughs> If you were a rugby player, you got like you got to go to the front of the bus. We had to go in the back okay. of the bus. I was, I was never a rugby player. It's pretty so tough. It's a tough time for me, you know. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, 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 it's got me through it. You know, it was great. But it feels kind of strange. That I think it's a, it's a 15 year anniversary. It seems like it's a great record, but such a weird record to have this like massive box set treatment where I think it's just like really kind of it, it's released on vinyl for the first time it's tells yeah it's yeah it, it actually includes um, a champagne cork USB stick. <laughs> Who's you could have used that last night. Yeah. You could definitely get those for like 30 cent from China, right? Like, that's not like that impressive. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, it's I don't know. It's a, like, when it was released, an al- album was so kind of rough and ready, and they're a yeah. part of that whole aesthetic that it seems very odd that they have yeah. this whole. It's like a thing the record, di- the dire record, straights yeah, would do. The record sounds like that as well. I mean, even yeah. this demo that you hear, like, it's just so kind of on the edge. Like, the guitar, or the drums sound a fucking million miles away. The guitar sounds amazing and right up close to you. Yeah. It has that real kind of like proper yeah. garagey rock sound. I mean, you can definitely see why this song didn't make was it. discarded. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Fever Tell is one of the great records. Maps is one of the best songs ever written by anybody. It's fucking wonderful. Yeah. This is fine. It's good to hear from them again. Someone just smashed a glass, so they don't agree with what I just <laughs> said. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. <laughs> really did it. Okay. It's getting out of control. This is more songs. to move on. Two more songs, and then you get overhead the albatross. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we're You've playing very nice. patient with yeah, us. We appreciate it. We really, really do. Yeah. What's next? Next up is a woman that we mentioned earlier, Demi Lovato. She has a second single from her new album on the way. It's called Dirty Sexy Love. It sounds like this. I hope you're taking notes over there, sir. I am. <laughs> that line just there before the drop is like, I wrote it down here. It's intoxicate oh. me gently with your love. Yeah. Like, like, don't just intoxicate me. Like, do it really gently because, like, you know, I can't take that much intoxicating. Like, that's... that's and with your what love. What is she even talking about? That's so weird. Like, how about that... Gradual, like a smooth whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> how, about that, how about that drop, though, man? I think it's an amazing pop tune. Do you? I love it. Yeah, oh, I really, really? Oh, really like okay. it. Right. It has this, like, Just East kind of thing in it, mm-hmm. and it's got a proper sing-along chorus. I think it's a great pop tune. I yeah, I think it's, think it's really absolutely good. fantastic pop as well. She's kind of... She's found her producer, it seems, this guy called uh, Warren mm-hmm. Felder. He's no, produced well. kind of half of the album. <laughs> but basically, he's now going to be her Max Martin, so to speak. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. The one that like, she keeps going back to for these big pop hits. And yeah, this works. I think this is really good. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like Why it. Why not, man? Everyone, everyone's having a really good time. We fucking ruined it. Why? <laughs> it's, like, it's a fine pop song. Like The tune itself is grand, but I don't... She's not doing anything for me. Like The vocal is like, like technically perfect, but... I don't know what she's singing about. She doesn't know what she's singing about. This is another issue. She doesn't sell it. She's clearly a good singer, but is she in danger of falling into the trap that like used to have Ariana Grande and stuff where it like Like a very trap? No, but if you turn it on on the radio, 
You're just not going to recognise who it is. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so a bit of identity. She's, she's, she lacks conviction. Is that what you're saying? It's Demi Lovato. Recording sensation. Demi Lovato lacks conviction. Well, see, this is one of the things that, like, she actually doesn't like. She's very, very open about like struggles with like mental health and bulimia. She, she's bringing out this new documentary, which she says is going to like address her sexuality and stuff like that. She's very much like a contender for that purposeful pop idea that we talk about quite a bit on the show. Yeah. But to be fair, she, yeah, she doesn't actually seem to be going that direction with this one anyway. It's a song about fucking sex. She's thing. talking about dirty <laughs> sex. Yeah. And it ends with this weird sound, which is not to lower the tone. I mean, it sounds like flatulence, right? It ruined it for oh, me and made me like recontextualize the song. Like it's that dirty, dirty. I don't know. Okay, okay not uh, a good song. Uh, tone has been sufficiently lowered. We got one track left and I want to apologize in advance for this. It's never too early, Dahi, is it's it? It's September! <laughs> it's fucking September! This is not okay. The best thing about Christmas, right, is that once it's over, it's fucking over. And, and it's like, 12 months to go, grand, we can all have that miserable holiday oh, that everyone oh, really Dave, Dave, are, are you going to be the guy then, who's like, oh, I saw a Christmas tree in Brown Thomas and I was so angry. Exactly. I'm just so angry. Yeah. I'll tweet it out right now, okay? Uh, but no, no, it's just like, Every year they try and push Christmas on you earlier and earlier and earlier. <laughs> we haven't even had fucking Halloween yet, man. <laughs> so why? Right, so that is Gwen yeah, Stefani. Yeah, go Halloween. She is releasing a full Christmas album, and that is the first oh, single taken from it. <laughs> I know, we've, been, been we've been waiting. Yeah. Okay, uh, don't get me wrong, it's good. It's really, what? No, it's good. It's a good song. It's not good. Yeah, no, it's not like it. it. You're it's right. Good. It's, it's a bad Christmas this? song. It's a rubbish Christmas song. Uh, it's based yeah, on the it's rhythm. Terrible. It's based Why? on the rhythm part of, of Lust for Life, it's first sound, of all. It sounds like they were an Iggy Pop Christmas nah, song, nah, essentially. Yeah. They were recording a song, right? And Dolly Parton walked out of the studio. And then they needed desperately to get another vocalist in. And they were like, oh, desperate. Oh, okay, Gwen Stefani, get in here, get in here, get in here. It sounds like a Dolly Parton song. Like, it straight up does. And what's wrong with that, man? That's a thing. Listen, I mean, like, seriously, when was the last good Christmas song? And covers are don't. Uh, Christmas time from the darkness. Yeah. Don't let the bells yeah, end. Dark. That yeah. might be the only option that I can think of, like, well, in like, my lifetime. Let it Such snow. Stevens wrote about. Turkey. Snow, snow was not written in your lifetime, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't matter. Not it's the best Christmas song because it's the diehard song. So therefore, <laughs> it wins. Anyway, that's been Songs of the Week. You've been awesome. And uh, Dahi was awesome too, so thanks, man. Thank you very much, guys. And congratulations to No Encore. Look at this. This is amazing, right? Okay, um, Overhead the Albatross is going to take a few minutes to get set up. So while that's happening, I just want to say that um, I want to thank people for coming tonight. I really, really appreciate it. We did a live show a few months ago. This is the second one. Thank you. This is also part of the Dublin Podcast Festival. I want to thank Alan, Paddy, Taz, Brian, everyone who's worked tirelessly on that festival. They really have fucking put it together, and we've been honoured to have the stage. Thank you so much. Uh, I want to thank Whelan's for, for having us. It's been fun. Uh, I, I, I played a gig here many years ago, and it's uh, nice to be back. So this is the crowd like this time. This is the last one. Uh, I want to thank Elaine May. She's fucking incredible. Give it up. 
I want to thank uh, Dahi, who's basically the fourth member of this podcast unofficially. Oh, and by the way, isn't it, isn't it really convenient that he knew all of the songs in advance somehow? <laughs> yeah. Weird. He's up to speed. But uh, no, seriously, it, like, it, it's great. The room's fucking packed, man, and I can't wait to get out there and watch Overhead. Real quick on Overhead, um, they're a band that mean an awful lot to us, yeah. like genuinely. Uh, we all used to work for Hot Press Magazine. Uh, we may have mentioned it. Craig, many years ago, saw them uh, as part of an all-dayer, kind of just like had to review it. It was, you know, one of those fun perks of the job, man. Let's not go into it. The point, <laughs> the point is, I remember you telling me, like, there was one band that stood out. Yeah. And then we've kind of watched this band grow. We've watched them evolve and see them like, kind of rise up from small stages to kind of fringes of festivals and then putting out their record that took years, but it was totally worth it. We saw them at Vicar Street last year. It was fucking incredible. For my money, and I'm not just saying this, it's incredible that they're here tonight. I'm so proud that they're playing with us. It's amazing. They are, for my money, the best live band in this country. And for anyone who hasn't seen them and who's here now, I envy you. You're in for a fucking treat. So they'll be on in about five minutes. Go get a drink and have fun. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. My name is Dave Hannity, and this has been No Encore. What up, listener? Back in the studio with me. And before I bring you back to the live show, I'd like to introduce this next track. This is Overhead the Albatross with Time. It's their amazing cover of Hans Zimmer's Time from Inception. Made it their own spectacularly. I was very happy that they played it. I saw some tears in the audience, some of which may have been mine. This is Time by Overhead the Albatross. sorry, but I don't want to be an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. Jew, Gentile, black man, white. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone. The good earth is rich and can provide for everyone the way of life can be free and beautiful, but we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls, has barricaded the world with hate, has goose-stepped us into misery and bloodshed. We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. Our knowledge has made us cynical, our cleverness hard and unkind. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Without these qualities, life will be violent and all will be lost. The aeroplane and the radio have brought us closer together. The very nature of these inventions cries out for the goodness in men, cries out for universal brotherhood, for the unity of us all. Even now, my voice is reaching millions throughout the world, millions of despairing men, women, and little children, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. Those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass, and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people, and so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give up.
give yourselves to brutes, men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men. More from Overhead the Albatross now, the spectacular Big River Man. We'll 
So that was a live episode. Uh, it sounded great. I had a great time, despite having a cold, a hangover, and a bout of nerves. Everyone was so fucking sound, though. Like, everyone... Uh, I want to thank Whelan's, like, their staff. They were so dead on. I want to thank Aiken Promotions for putting this all together. Alan Bennett, our chief overlord, uh, and his team, Paddy, Taz, Brian, and others, who put together the Dublin Podcast Festival. Eve, our sonic architect, who I forgot to thank on stage, and I'm really sorry. Please stay with us and don't leave. And yeah, it was great. We we had an awesome time and we will definitely see you down the road. So that's the show and back to normal service very, very, very soon. See you soon. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Competition never waits. Take your gear on the go with a custom pack built to protect it because any place can be an arena. Game on. The Toomey Esports Capsule. Available on Toomey.com and select Toomey stores. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.